Hello and welcome to the Bulletproof Development Podcast. My name is Paul Abercrombie and this is the podcast where we discuss all things property development. And in this episode, we're going to be looking at development using none of your own money, also known as no money down in certain property circles. And this is often seen as the holy grail within the property industry to be able to buy a property, to be able to develop a property using none of your own money. And it's a model that many developers are using to great success. So I have my notes here and I'm going to go through some of the key points to bear in mind when it comes to no money down property development, how you can do it. Is it possible? Have I done it? I'm about to answer all of those questions in this podcast episode. But before we get started, don't forget to check out www.bulletproof-development.com where you can find all information about Bulletproof Development, including information about our upcoming Property Development Masterclass, uh, where you can spend three days with me and a team of industry professionals and we can walk you through uh, the key fundamental principles of property development and help you achieve development success. So check out www.bulletproof-development.com and let's get into the episode. So what is a property development using none of your own money, no money down? Now we know that property leaders, property influencers, certain property trainers and training companies promote no money down as a way of buying property, but it can actually be done in a property development sense. Now there are four key milestones, I guess you call it that, in terms of funding a property development and the requirements for funds in my head. And I'm going to give you what those four are first of all. So the first one would be any front loaded or funding requirements to get the project off the ground and actually working. The second one would be the funds required to purchase the development site or land. The third one would be the development costs. So funding required to cover the development costs. And the fourth and final one would be any funding required at the exit of the development. Now, if you're planning to sell the development at the end, you might not require funds to exit. But if you're in a situation where, situation where you have a cost overrun of some sort or you need to find additional finance, there may, may be a requirement for an additional layer of finance over and above what you already have. And equally, if you're planning to keep the development on a build to rent model, then you would be refinancing the built units at the end and repaying back all of the previous funding. So there'll be a, you know, a requirement there. So really four key milestones in funding for a property development as I see it. Now I touched on briefly that we personally forward fund any costs at the start of the development. And this is, you know, quite true. So you would have instances where you have architects fees, solicitors fees, potentially estate agent fees, fees to do with any lending, you know, any costs of reports, due diligence, um, you know, concept work from an architect, all stuff that has to be done in advance before you purchase the land. And this is where the developer will have to use some of their own cash to fund that element and those elements of work. Now, sometimes that can be significant depending on the size of the site. There will be a, a situation where you can recover that back when you draw down your development finance or potentially at the end when you recover money back through purchase of a sale or through the refinance of, of the built units. But in the first instance, stage one, you will be using your own money to fund those forward funding requirements. Then in stage two, we come into you know, using other people's money to purchase the development land or site. And this is a common model that many developers are using. 
there's a couple of points to be aware of when it comes to using other people's money. So this is often called private finance, private equity, you know, raising private finance. There's a few different ways of describing it, but effectively you are going to an individual investor or a you know, a a company of some sort or a business of some sort, and you are borrowing money to buy and purchase the development site or land. Now, this can be obtained in two key ways. You could be creative, and if your solicitor or accountant wants to get creative, you can do it in other ways, but the two ways I've used in the past, the first one is a loan note between you and the individual that's giving you the money. So you have a a simple loan agreement where you agree to pay back a set amount of interest over a set period of time. That's quite a simple and effective way of doing it. And the second way would be that the individual purchases equity and shares in your development SPV, special purpose vehicle or company that's been established to operate that property development. This can be a little more complex and for individuals, it may not work from a tax perspective. So there's different reasons why different models would be used, which I'm not going to go into in this uh, in this podcast. And if you're looking at establishing a setup for a no money down type property development, then you probably want to speak to your tax advisor or your accountant to find out the best way that works for you. But they are the two ways that I've used in the past. Now, there are some FCA derivatives and guidelines around raising money from individuals. And the fact if you're promoting a financial opportunity, there are some guidelines to stick to. So I would advise that you go to Google, you search for those guidelines and you have a read up on what's required. But effectively, you need to ensure that any investor that's lending you money is a qualified investor, a sophisticated investor. And there are some requirements that need to be met when it comes to taking money off individuals. But you can find all of that on the internet. And I will publish a link to some of that in the comments of this podcast and on our website under a separate sort of blog post. Um, But yeah, be aware there are some FCA guidelines. So you've used your own money for forward funding site. You've then raised other people's money uh, to purchase a development site. And now you need to leverage the site itself and take a development finance loan. Now, development finance is great because it allows you to build out the site. Um, You know, it allows you to borrow a set amount of money over a set period of time. It gives a feature like rolled up interest whereby you pay the interest at the end of the development as opposed to paying it out monthly. And you don't make any repayments until the end of the term of the loan when you settle the loan in full. There is a snag to development finance, and this is that most development finance providers will want a first charge on the title, on the land. And if you have used a complex method to raise funds for the purchase, such as pension funds or, you know, um, a company may have lent you the money, a venture capitalist may have lent you the money, certain individuals may have lent you money, their requirement may be to also take a first charge. And of course, you cannot have two first charges on a title. So if your plan is to develop using none of your own money and no money down approach to property development, then you need to be aware that you need to reserve that first charge title to the development finance provider. Because if you do not, you will cut the amount of lenders that will lend to you, um, you know, drastically. There's not many out there that will take a second charge as a development finance loan. So you just need to make sure you keep the first development finance charge for, uh, sorry, you keep the first charge on the title for the development finance provider. 
Now, how we've often done it is we explain to people at the very start when they're giving us equity to the property or they're giving us, you know, uh, funds to buy the property, the land development site that they can only take a second charge. And that often works if you communicate and you're upfront with people from the start. Now, you've used your own money to fund the forward funding requirements. You've used other people's money to purchase the land or development site. You've taken a development finance loan out to do the development costs. And now you come to the end of your development. Now, one of two things are going to happen at the end. You're either going to want to keep it or you're going to sell it. Now, if you're using the build to rent model and you're keeping the uh, the units as your own, then you would have to get development exit finance. Traditionally, very similar to a buy to let mortgage or, you know, a, a commercial mortgage, you would either mortgage the development as a whole or you'd remortgage the individual units to their value to raise funds to, uh, you know, to repay back your initial investors, your initial forward funding costs and the development finance loan. And if you can achieve all of that and the numbers stack up, then you have completed a no money down property development because you have recovered your money. You have paid back your initial investors in the, you know, the, the, the land and you've paid back your development finance costs, including all interest and charges. And you still own the development product, the units at the end. Now, if you're not planning on keeping them, you will sell all of the units on the open market and you will take the proceeds of sale. You will repay back all of your loans that you've taken out and you will hopefully be left with your developer's profit. And that is the way, ladies and gentlemen, that you complete a no money down property development. Quite simple if you stick to the guidelines and if you understand the key points at which you need other people's money and the requirements. Now, I've got a couple of points just to point out about this whole process and stuff to be aware of if you've never never gone into an arrangement like this at all. And if this is your first time at trying to put together a property development or a no money down deal for investors. So development finance, number one, is paid in arrears. So what this means in reality is there are some instances where you'll be asked to pay builders or contractors a deposit, where you'll be asked to release advance payments for materials or to suppliers. And development finance companies do not tend to like that. You will be given a project monitoring surveyor, a PMS as we call them, uh, and they'll be appointed by the development finance lender and they will be a go-between between you and the lender. And any money that leaves the development finance company coming to you will be signed off and rubber stamped by that PMS. And so if you want to raise deposits, if your contractor requires advanced payments, there's a lot of process to go through to make that happen. And we won't cover all of it in detail now, but it's items like vesting certificates, surety bonds, you know, deposit bonds, performance bonds. There's lots of red tape and hoops to jump through in order to, to get any advance payment released from a development finance bank. So there's two ways of doing it. You have a professional team produce that information for you and you comply with their requirements and you reach a point where the bank are happy to release the money in advance. Or alternatively, you as the developer fund those payments in advance. So there will be a requirement if you're using that model for some surplus money or cash to potentially fund those advance payments or any deposit payments that are outbound to contractors or suppliers.
Just be aware that if you are paying deposits, make sure you follow the money. Make sure that you, you know, ensure that if you've paid a contractor to pay a subcontractor, that the subcontractor has actually received the money, that the suppliers actually received the money. And if possible, suggest making a direct payment directly to the source yourself, as opposed to going through the contractor first. And just make sure that, you, you know, you're not over-releasing too much money in advance. And if you follow this podcast, we'll be giving you some tips in some other episodes about how to protect yourself when it comes to a construction contract, dealing with contractors, dealing with builders and, and what to watch out for and what to avoid. So just to recap, you can complete a no money down property development using none of your own money, although you will need to use some of your own money in the short term and recover it back, meaning that technically at the end of development, you've recovered all of your money back and have none of your money left in the deal, making it a no money down property development deal. Just be aware that if you're raising private finance from an individual or a business, there are some FCA guidelines around that topic that you need to follow. So make sure you Google that and check out what you need to comply with as a developer or as anybody promoting a financial product of any sort. A development finance company will need a first charge. So make sure that you don't give that first charge away to anybody that you're raising money for, for the actual purchase of the site or land and that you offer them only a second charge. Keep that important first charge for the development finance lender and development finance is paid in arrears so you need to work with your project monitoring surveyor to ensure that you've uh, complied with them if you want any advance payments or deposits released and it may be an instance where you as a developer will need to fund some of those advance payments or deposits in order to get the cogs turning and the development working so thank you for listening to this bulletproof development podcast if you need any more information about bulletproof development go to www.bulletproof-development.com forward slash podcast where you can also suggest some topics of conversation so if you are new to development if you are just stepping into the development world then please reach out suggest some content that may be useful and we will aim to put together a podcast or a video episode uh, explaining the topic and the question that you ask us once again thank you for listening i'm paul abercrombie and i look forward to seeing you in the next episode 